What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Volleyball Mentor. This is your host, Gert Leisha. In today's episode, we'll be looking over the Outrigger Invitational, go over three of the matchups that we saw this past weekend, move into how that affects my Tier 1, look at some wildcard teams, and then kind of redo my setting ranking, which I talked about last week. Thank you guys for coming back. I cannot wait for this episode. It was very fun. This is the Volleyball Mentor. Round your city, round the clock. Everybody needs you. No, you can't make everybody equal. Although you got Buku family, you don't even got nobody being honest with you. Free till I evaporated. All right, guys, let's get into it. So first matchup, let's look at Penn State versus UCLA was the first game of the Outrigger Invitational. Um, And this game was pretty simple, in my opinion. I felt like even when they played earlier in the year where Penn State beat UCLA, UCLA beats Penn State in five, very close game. Essentially, this game and this matchup comes down to serving and especially timely serving. Uh, When we look at the fifth set, it was tied 9-9. Ethan Champlin of UCLA goes on a six-point run, I believe, where Merrick Henry, he uh, had about like three, four blocks. I think uh, Ethan had a couple aces in that situation, and that basically won them the match. Uh, So I think UCLA, Penn State, very, very similar in terms of why they're going to win the game against each other. It will be who serves better in that matchup. That's that's just as simple as it comes with both those teams. When I look at Penn State versus Hawaii, I think this matchup heavily favors Penn State every single time that they'll play if they play again in the NCAA championship. Uh, the biggest difference in this matchup was the physicality between both teams. I feel like Hawaii was overwhelmed with the physicality at the net at every single position. Um, Penn State is bigger than them. They served harder than them. They were relatively consistent in terms of the errors. I believe they were uh, right there with Hawaii and errors in the match with hitting and with uh, service errors. But I believe Hawaii was two errors above Penn State in hitting. So even where Hawaii usually is very error averse and they do not make a lot of errors i believe penn state's physicality just took it to another level and that game was in control of penn state from start to finish in my opinion when i look at hawaii versus ucla this one was very interesting so what hawaii was doing was because ucla has very very strong middles so Hawaii was pinching in, trying to help with the middle of the court, and this allowed UCLA, Andrew Rowan, and Edo on the right side to run a very fast tempo, and Edo got loose. Um, The right side for UCLA, number 16, he had 21 kills, um, very, very effective. But overall, the reason that UCLA lost this match is not because they're a worse team than Hawaii or whatever the case is. UCLA was leading three out of the four sets going into the 20s, right? The reason they lost is inexperience, in my opinion. 
So when I look at this matchup, this was completely an experienced game. Hawaii was more experienced, more comfortable than UCLA late in match. They were able to make the right plays, get the kills when needed, not make unforced errors where UCLA was making a lot of unforced errors late in the match. And that's basically why I believe the matches came out the way they did. One and one for every single team, all in tier one. So now I want to take a broader look and we'll look at tier one in total, right? So we have Penn State, UCLA, Hawaii, and Grand Canyon, okay? And I want to go through some of the biggest strengths and weaknesses that I saw in each team this weekend and kind of compare them and show you who I believe is the best team right now. Um, so we have, we'll look at Penn State first, okay? Penn State's a pretty simple team. They are the most physical out of tier one. They are the worst serve receive team out of tier one. And I believe they have the worst setting out of tier one with Bogner. And that's not a slight at Bogner. Bogner is one of the best setters in the country. But when you look at UCLA, Hawaii, Grand Canyon, Penn State, Penn State has the weakest setter. They have the weakest serve receive, but they have the biggest, most physical lineup out of all these teams. And that creates big time issues for most of the teams, right? Why? Because they have the size in the middle to compete against UCLA. They have the size on the pins to close sets out. They have the service pressure to give everybody big time issues, but they're very error prone. They make a lot of service errors, are very streaky. And Cole made, and this was a gripe I had with Cole in the beginning of the year when they played Long Beach State. As the match progresses in the later stages of the set, in the later stages of the 20s, Cole does not make good decisions, especially out of system. He had multiple balls where he set over the net that were tight, trying to go doing a back set. Weird, uh, not effective decisions, right? And when he's in system, he's incredible. But as soon as they break down with their passing, he also breaks down with his setting, which is not a good sign. And when I look at Penn State, I feel that they match up really well against everyone, but they also can shoot themselves in the foot with the errors that they can make on the serve receive end and errors they can make hitting wise, right? And I think this manifested when they played UCLA, right? Their serve receive broke down in set five when Ethan Champlin went on a little service run. And then their physicality really manifested when they played Hawaii and they really dominated hit over Hawaii. They hit 300 while Hawaii hit 250. And I feel, I feel like that really showed Penn State's positive. And then the UCLA game really showed Penn State's negative, okay? And it's pretty that simple. It's pretty much that simple with them. When I go into UCLA, right? UCLA is very similar to Penn State in the sense that they're very aggressive with their serving, but they could also be very error prone with their serving, okay? That's one aspect. I do think when I look at when I look at UCLA's setting, it is incredible. We've talked about Andrew Rowan many times. He is amazing. But when I looked at Andrew Rowan in these tight matches, he too, just like Cole Bogner, made a lot of unforced errors late in sets. And I did not like his decision making going late into sets, which is why I believe 
that the inexperience really showed with UCLA against Hawaii specifically. Okay. With against Penn State, obviously they won the game. It was very tight. And I don't really think it should have gone that far anyway. And that was due to UCLA's inexperience uh, with the way that they were playing that night. But in an overarching issue that I see with UCLA outside of these problems, and I feel like it kind of, <laughs> we kind of saw it firsthand when, um, when they had Rama come in, the freshman outside. And Rama was a difference maker for UCLA against uh, Hawaii. And he almost brought them back into the match. The reason that Rama is so special, he's a six foot eight freshman outside, super athletic, very dynamic, and is a monster at the net. So for me, UCLA really lacks that hitter that could close out a set. Okay. Especially when you have a freshman setter that is not going to make great decisions all season long. You need to rely on a hitter that's going to close out the match for you. And UCLA was leading Hawaii three out of the four sets. They realistically, if they had someone that could close out sets, they should have won that game 3-0. But they have a freshman setter who's very experienced, made very stupid errors, and they do not have a pin that could close out matches. Ido, their leading kill getter for both matches, the right side, is very bad when he faces a double formed block majority of his kills were coming from a half block because they're running such a tempo and teams are pinched into the middle he's getting wide open looks and he's taking advantage of it but when you get late into sets and pins become more heavily used and teams are really honing in on them it becomes very difficult for them to close matches out And that's going to be UCLA's biggest issue. If they could find a way to maybe develop Rama so that they could keep him on the court, that makes a very big difference for UCLA. But as of now, they run one of the best offensive systems. Them and Grand Canyon lead the country in hitting percentage clearly. And they are the two best offenses in my opinion. Um, Like I said, UCLA with the serving, with the hitting, everything, but they lack that pin that could close a set out and the inexperience really really showed this weekend that could really change towards the end of the season but i do think that that will be an issue that they carry throughout when we look at hawaii hawaii is a pretty simple team we know hawaii really well hawaii is by far the most experienced team this team does not know how to make errors man it is incredible at any level serving blocking hitting they are they just play beautiful volleyball Especially Jakob Tell, the setter, is absolutely incredible. He doesn't miss serves. He does. He gets every single dig. He makes the right decision every single time. He is the perfect setter for Hawaii. He's absolutely incredible. But Hawaii lacks physicality at essentially every single position. And this is a big problem for Hawaii because when they face physical teams like a Penn State, right, like a Grand Canyon that we're going to just talk about now. They are going to struggle and they really don't have much they could do because they don't serve super aggressive. They don't usually get teams out of system consistently. They have very good game plans, right? They're very smart players and they could attack holes in your defense. But when you're just bigger than them, it becomes very difficult for them 
to be effective, which is what we saw against Penn State. And I believe is what we would see if they play Grand Canyon, okay? As we move into Grand Canyon, all right? Grand Canyon played Ball State. They hit 5-11, okay? Absolutely dominant performance. And to be honest with you, when I watch all four of these teams, in my opinion, I feel like Grand Canyon is playing the best volleyball out of all four teams. And that might sound crazy. They're, I think, ranked fourth in this new um, ranking poll this week. Uh, Penn State should have been ranked number one, in my opinion, but Hawaii kept a spot well-deserved. They have back-to-back championships. That's what that's what happens when you win two championships, that you get, you get a little special rule, so it's not a big deal. Um, Penn State at two, UCLA at three. Makes sense. Grand Canyon. And we're going to see once they play, they play UCLA at the end of the month, March 31st, April 1st, right? We're going to see what they're made of. In my opinion, I think that they are the best team in the country, period. And a big reason why you have Hickman on the outside, who is unbelievable as I ranked him top three outside in the country and someone that I ranked poorly last week. And I wanted to recorrect that when I talked about the setter rankings is Nicholas Slight. If you want to watch some high level setting and some high level offense, go watch him set his decision making to me is the best in the country. If you watch in detail when he's setting who he's setting, tempos, everything. His offense, hands down, is going to be the most difficult to stop. He's very aggressive with the middle and transition. He has two outside pins that could put the ball away. One outside pin is hitting over the block every single time. His right side is very aggressive. He runs a little slower tempo on the right side. His outside go ball is so fast. And his middles are coming in so aggressively. A lot of times on a gap, on a slide, there's a lot of movement in the middle. So it's very difficult to read his outside middle connection, which leaves him room to go a little slower on the right side because the block's kind of discombobulated, okay? I don't really see a big weakness in this team. The biggest thing that I could see, because they haven't played anyone in tier one yet. The biggest thing I could see Grand Canyon struggling with is their serve receive. If Penn State or UCLA come in super aggressive and they're just hitting their serves, I do think Grand Canyon can struggle. But for instance, if Grand Canyon plays Hawaii, I do not think Hawaii wants those problems. I really don't. Um, I think that they are a perfect matchup for Hawaii. Uh, Grand Canyon doesn't make many errors, um, especially from the service line like UCLA and Penn State. They're extremely physical on the pins. They run a very smart offense. They have an unbelievable setter. And they're just a very tight-knit group. They know who they are. They know how to play. They know what best suits them, right? They might not be the best individual players, but as a team, they are playing the best volleyball in the country. And if this holds, they're going to win the championship at the end of the year. I'm telling you that. You could put a stamp on it if they continue this trajectory. Now, we don't know. If they go and play UCLA, UCLA, in my opinion, matches up the best with Grand Canyon out of all these teams. I think because they have the serving and they have the offensive system to really strain Grand Canyon's defense because of the tempo that they run on each side of the pin, I think they could really make Grand Canyon struggle. 
But so far, out of tier one, I believe Grand Canyon is numero uno. And I believe that Nicholas Slight, from what I watched and kind of rewatching all the games before, I have him at number two in the country as setting behind Jakob Tell. I moved him ahead of Andrew Rowan. Like I said, I did not like Andrew Rowan's decision-making, uh, especially late in set. And then we just moved down David Forrest from Ball State to number four, and then Diego Villifane from Charleston to number five. But I did want to emphasize Nicholas Slight because, man, he has been running an incredible offense, and I cannot wait to watch Grand Canyon play against UCLA in Phoenix March 31st, April 1st. It is going to be a show. I'm telling you, you guys should watch this game. It's going to be incredible. I already know. I just, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top, right? Now, now that we got done talking about tier one, the two teams that I feel like could give tier one issues as we kind of approach the uh, NCAAs in, in a month and a half or so, right? One is UCI, UC Irvine, right? The reason that I think UCI can compete is because of their physicality, especially when it comes to Hilaire Heno and Francisco Sani. As I talked about in prior podcasts, putting Sani on the right side, I feel like changed UC Irvine's complete dynamic as an offense and as a defense. Hilaire, in my opinion, right, is still the most talented outside in the country. And I feel like when those two guys are on and they're hot from the service line, from the block, from the net attacking, they are going to be very, very, very dangerous. And it's going to be really interesting to see if they can maintain those errors, right? Instead of killing themselves, shooting themselves in the foot and losing matches because they're making too many errors. If they can maintain that and continue to improve like they have been, they will be a very, very dangerous team to all the tier one, right? And the last team that I believe will be very dangerous is Long Beach State, which is also a very dangerous team, but in a different way, right? Like where UCI is dangerous because they're so physical. I think Long Beach just plays such good volleyball. They're similar to Hawaii. Like they don't have many holes in their in their serve received. They don't have many holes on hitting, setting, middles. I, I love the complete aspect of the team. They just really lack physicality at the pens specifically, which really manifests while they play. But I think that this team can, and they have shown that they could be a team like Penn State. I think they match up really well against Penn State because they're complete opposites. And Penn State struggles if they start making errors. Long Beach State does not make those errors. So UCI and Long Beach State, those are the two wild card teams that I think can compete in the tier one so far. But these are the top six that I've seen. Everyone else needs a lot of work to do, I believe, in order to win a championship. But just to let you guys know, usually going into the last month or so of the season, we do not have six teams that are actively trying to win a championship. As much as people say that, I've never seen six teams have the ability to win a championship. Genuinely, I think that these six teams can all go in and win the championship. But just to reiterate, my number one is Grand Canyon. As crazy as that sounds, go watch them play. 
identity, offense, setting, hitting, everything. They got it. They absolutely got it. So I can't wait to watch the Grand Canyon UCLA matchup in two weeks. I hope you guys tune in as well because we're going to have an incredible podcast after that showdown. But that'll be all for this week. We'll be coming back next week, reviewing some matches over the week and weekend. Um, Today was very, very fun. I thought the outrigger showed us a lot like we talked about, and I can't wait to come back with you guys. Appreciate you guys coming back. This is the Volleyball Mentor.